what's popping welcome to the flea parker nfl show episode 30 i think it's episode 33 i want to say episode 33 so we're, we're that far in already um i am joined by my co-host amal ronek what's up amal what's up arib uh exciting week one lots of different surprises that i think we could definitely say um Really shocked with all the different uh, results that have happened, and uh, I can't wait to get dive right into it. Talk about our uh, talk about current news that's going around in the league, and then uh, we'll recap through all the games that have happened this past week. Uh, go through somewhat in depth for each game, and then we'll pick our we'll do a power rankings of having our top ten teams, and then uh, we'll have the future outlook. Uh, for the next week and give our game predictions and what to look out for in those games. Yeah. So first things first, um, check out the flea flicker podcast, Instagram currently at a, a whopping 54 followers. You can see everything. Like you see our week one predictions where I finished nine and seven and Amal finished eight and eight, not the best for both of us, man. But what are you going to do with uh, my Eagles losing to a terrible team like the Washington football team and your team, losing to potentially the worst team in the league, but that's yeah. either, neither here nor there. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, f- give that a follow. And also, thank you for listening, if you made it this far, even though we're only two minutes in. Um, yeah, I'm going to hit on everything we're going to talk about. So, Amal, do you want to hit on any important news to start off? Yeah, uh, I'll start with the news that happened, I guess, before the Sunday games, but still pretty important. The Alvin Kamara news. Uh, Alvin Kamara has agreed finally to a five-year extension worth $75 million with $34 million guarantee. Uh, I know we've talked numerous amount of times about the diff- about how uh, our thoughts on, on running backs getting paid. Obviously, in his perspective, $15 million a year, I think that's, that's pretty good money. Um, I don't know if – I think this is uh, – I think this is good value. I think uh, the Saints are fine with that, but it's just a matter of uh, do you think I, – I highly doubt my man's is going to last five years and play at that $15 million a year level. And uh, that brings up your point that you've always made. Uh, should running backs be getting paid literally that much money? Um, so, yeah, uh, I think good for him. It's also good for the Saints. They don't want to risk him holding out. And uh, there are even – trade potential rumors with him and uh i'm happy that uh they got things figured out for him in the league so here's my thought on that right i like we we've hit on it multiple times like i'm sure long time listeners to the show will uh hear all about our running back takes and how i personally don't think running backs should be paid that much though obviously i want them to get paid as much as they can the bigger thing is here where are the saints getting money to pay these players like in 2021, they're like negative $70 million in the cap or something like that. I remember reading that. Where are they getting money to pay a running back $15 million per year? And Alvin Kamara, he was drafted in 2017, along with Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, all those great running backs. Like, this is their last year. He was not a first-round pick. He was, I believe, a third-round pick. So you don't have the fifth-year option. So where are you getting the money? Because his extension kinks in next year if my – you know, math serves me right. Uh, is the cap even real at this point? Like, what's going on? Like, usually I'd be like paying a running back that much money. Like, Alvin Kamara is a really good player. It is what it is. But in this case, I'm like, 
I'm just lost. Like, what is this magician, like, magic trick that the Saints are pulling on the cap? Because the cap could also go down next year by a significant amount. As we've seen week one, like, not many teams had fans. Like, I believe the Chiefs had fans. And um, I don't don't really remember watching on many other games. Like, this – the Vikings didn't have fans. The red, uh, the sorry, the football team didn't have fans. Like all, all these teams didn't have fans. You're gonna lose revenue. I don't know where the Saints are gonna get all this money. I don't know. I, I that was my biggest worry because I thought, oh, he's for sure gonna get traded because they can't. They literally can't afford to pay him. But here they are paying him, like you said, fifteen million dollars a year. Like that's ridiculous. Um, yeah that's just my weird take on it like i don't even know what is going on in new orleans yeah i mean we talked about this last week i think with Clowney. the saints were actually trying everything possible to get him to new orleans they were willing to trade picks make him sign with that team and then they immediately trade him the the typical sign and trade deal Mm -hmm. and they were trying that so hard for all the like the cap heavy teams and it's quite crazy. I'm, I, you're right. I, I don't know how they have this type of money. But speaking of another franchise that doesn't have that has stupid money, I don't know how where they get it from. We didn't talk about this last week because uh, we recorded earlier in the week. But Jalen Ramsey is now the highest paid defensive back in NFL history, and it's not even close to who the second highest paid is. He's had, signing for five years instead of 75 mil like Alvin Kamara. It's going to be 105 mil, and that's beyond crazy. Uh, and the Rams, I don't know how they can afford it. Um, they just let go of Todd Gurley, who was the highest paid running back at the time. Uh, they extended, I believe, Cooper Cup. I believe they extended uh, Aaron Donald to be the highest paid defensive player. But now it's, I mean, obviously now it's going to be Ramsey. Uh, they extended Jared Goff. Jared Goff's like a top five, uh, top six highest paid QBs. Um, yeah, I don't know where the Rams also have this type of money. Um, it's quite mind-boggling. It's literally mind-boggling. It reminds me almost of uh, I'll bring back bring it back to basketball. How um, the Warriors, with all their luxury tax, they could be they were able to afford Steph Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins all in the same team. And this is the same exact type of situation. They're affording superstar players. They have so many, like, not even superstar players, but they're paying insane contracts for players that, I mean, that's only, that's not, it's just a handful of players that could fill up most teams, most teams full cap. So, um, yeah, I I don't know where the Rams are getting this type of money. I don't know where um, the Saints are getting this type of money. And it's not only those two franchises. The Vikings as well. Like, they just paid Dalvin Cook. I think we're going to hit on that. Um, they paid him for way cheaper than Alvin Kamara. Like, I think it's over like $10 million less over like the span of, or maybe 12, $13 yeah. million dollars a year um, over the span of that same length, five yeah. years. Um, also Trey Wake, uh, Trey White, Tredavious White also got paid and he got paid significantly less than Jalen Ramsey. But I think I want to say 20 to $30 million like over the length of that deal. So, first of all, shout out to the Bills because they're getting – I'd much rather pay Tredavious White like $30 million less over the span of five years than pay Joan Ramsey that amount of money. Um, like the difference in player is not 
noticeable. Like, honestly, you can interchange them. I don't see, think you're seeing much of a difference. But I think my new take them all is that the cap just doesn't matter. The NFL cap is literally just the soft cap like the NBA, even though they say they're a hard cap. Like, people like Harry Roseman keep rolling back money. And like, it just doesn't exist. That's my new hot take from all these deals because I don't see where the money is coming from, man. It literally comes from the sky, I swear. I, I swear to God it comes from the sky. It, 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 it doesn't add up. It does not add up. Um, it blows my mind. Uh, and then we'll go on uh, go on forward with, I guess, the Saturn news, which are all the injuries that have happened uh, this past week. We'll start with my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we lost our starting running back, our lead back for now, we should say, and Marlon Mack, who's entering into his final year of his contract. Uh, he had a thousand yard. Yeah, I believe he had 1,100 rushing yards this past year uh, in 2019. Uh, he had a great season, and I was looking forward to having another great season with him. Him and Taylor, that running back tandem, would have been insane. Uh, and we'll talk more about the reasoning as to why the Colts really like fell down from uh, tremendously in that game. But yeah, this is definitely a big blow for them now. But the good news is the Colts are prepared. They do have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines really played really well, uh, uh, yeah, on Sunday. So I mean, they 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 should be fine, but this is definitely, like I said, a big blow. Yeah, I mean, you hit on most of what I want to say there. Just, I'm very sad for all these players, man. Week one, and I expected it. Like you didn't have a preseason, you barely had any padded practices sort of just squished them all in there and like in August I was expecting it but still like from Leighton Vander Sean Lee Blake Charwin Michael Thomas literally the Eagles entire offensive line like there's been so many players that got injured this week and some people some players who didn't even play like Corton Sutton for the Broncos was a game time decision he ended up not suiting up just a ton of injuries man any other notable injuries other than I guess we could hit on Michael Thomas for a bit yeah, I think that's the major one out of all these. George Kittle, uh, he he's he was very he played very poorly uh, last Sunday. I think that's a major reason to why the Niners lost. We'll get more into that also later on, but he played very poorly. I think he had like forty five yards or so. Uh, he was very irrelevant, and it could show because he was injured. He played hurt. Uh, he's not practicing the whole week, according to Kyle Shanahan. But he still expects uh, George Hill to be suited up and ready to play against the Jets on Sunday. Um, that's the other, that's, I guess, a major star injury. Leighton Vanderesh, you said, he's going to be on IR with a broken collarbone. That play was was, was pretty scary, too. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Leighton Vanderesh, that's, a, that's kind of a big injury, especially now that Sean Lee's also hurt, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that linebacking core is Jalen Smith and Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, he's a great pat, like a, a great um, pass coverage linebacker. But Jalen Smith, Joe Thomas, and I remember when I did it my deep dive earlier, I was like, that's a, a position that needs to play well for the Cowboys to have a good season. And they don't really have much depth outside of those top four guys. So that is worrisome if I'm a Cowboys fan. Also, I think we should touch on the new IR rules real quick. So. For those of you who don't know, IR, usually IR, the way it works is, I believe, eight weeks. if someone goes on IR, it's eight, it's eight weeks until week nine, then they can come back. And then if you put them on IR in the second half of the season, 
they're done until the playoffs, I believe, or the entire season. But this year, with the new COVID rules, IR, that is now three games. And it's three games for any time of the season, like whether you get injured like week 10, week one, as we're seeing now with all these players. Um, yeah, so new IR rules, I think they should implement this permanently, honestly, because I think this just adds a whole other layer to the game. And like, just in case someone does get injured, you're not, you know, holding up. Like IR, you can put them on IR for how long as you want, like however long you want. They're not limited to that three weeks, but I just think it allows way more roster flexibility. But especially in these COVID times, who knows if an outbreak will break out? Though, though we haven't heard anything so far. Fingers crossed from week one. Um, I like the new IR rules, and I think they should implement them in the future. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, the new IR rules are really good. Uh, it helps, like you said, roster flexibility, add new players to the squad, uh, to the training camp, to the – not training camp, but the practice uh, squad. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a good idea. And now, like, players like Le'Veon Bell, that's a, that's a pretty big-time player for the Jets. Uh, he's, on, he's being sent to three-week IR. Uh, I'm assuming Michael Thomas will, but I mean, he's just not playing. I'm assuming next, he's at least not playing next week. Richard Sherman got sent to the three week IR. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a good idea. And uh, speaking about how uh, NFL is handling the coronavirus cases, uh, there's an update today that came out uh, in the past uh, week. Um, only two players have been tested positive and uh, five, uh, I believe it's five, uh, uh, coaching members or uh, like team personnel have tested positive. So seven out of like 40,000 tests. So, yeah. Good, man. Like that's what we like to see. Obviously COVID, I learned all about it. It's a very contagious disease, very easy to spread. So we're going to have positive cases. This isn't a bubble like the NBA is. And just keeping it to the minimum, uh, that's just great to see. So thanks for that report, Amal. I, I, I'm appreciative of that, pulling up the actual facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I think that's all that we have for news. Uh, I was going to touch on Allen Robinson, but I think that's pretty uh, pointless because he debunked it himself. He says he's figuring stuff out, kind of like the Alvin Kamara situation. I know the Bears aren't that stupid to let him go. That's he's their hands down their best receiver and one of the best receivers in the NFL. I, I think uh, he's a top ten receiver for sure. Man. Yeah. Oh, hands down, hands down, hands down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, definitely. I'm I'm assuming that they'll keep Allen Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Now uh, we'll move on to the games that happened this past week. Uh, to start off, we were super excited for this week. We could not wait for all the different games that were happening. We had a bunch of exciting games, games that, like, shouldn't be close but were close, games that pissed me off, pissed a reeb off, <laughs> that just, like, shook my head. Um, Not a good week to be fans of our teams, man. I think, and also, uh, I know this show is not a lot about fantasy football, but, like, this is probably the oddest week of fantasy football I've ever had. And, uh, teams were either like really bad or really good it was one of the two and mm-hmm. over exceeding or under exceeding uh it's it's pretty pretty crazy um yeah we'll start with obviously the thursday night game texans versus chiefs that was a major major uh performance by the rookie running back uh clyde edwards hilaire 
25 carries. That's that's a bell cow, Reed. That is a bell cow. 25 carries, 138 yards and one touchdown. Uh, that's really good. I mean, he he looked insane out there. Um, he looked so tiny when he was when he was. He playing. is tiny, man. He's only like five yeah. eight, like yeah, two. That's, 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 I think he's two hundred. Yeah, but two ten. Yeah. Still, he's but still he's like, he has movement, man. Like he, he he. I think that one juke on his long forty five yard touchdown, like he has the moves. I can see why they drafted him. He's just a really good, like one on one. It's hard to tackle him, and I feel like the best way to improve that Chiefs offense was adding another guy who could beat man on man, like. You already have Tyreek Hill. He's great, but he's usually double covered. You have we saw a player like De, uh, Demarcus Robinson get behind the defense, beat one on one coverage multiple times, even though he dropped it the ball multiple times because he is a bum. Michael Harmon, another speedster. You have Ty, uh, you know Sammy Watkins, another speedster. Travis Kelsey, another guy who's great on man to man coverage, who also had another good game. And just adding in Ch man, you're just adding more weapons. The rich got richer, like many people are saying. And we saw what happened in week one. Yeah, uh, I think that that was – he's the MVP of that game for sure. Mahomes was okay, 2-11. I mean, he did, he did his job, I guess. I mean, 2-11, three TDs is still really good. I mean, yeah, uh, three TDs, but I think he was more of a game manager this game. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like a – I'll be honest, this is more of a Garoppolo type of game. Because uh, I think everyone else carried, I'll be honest. Uh, but, yeah, even the defense, Chiefs defense surprised me uh, pretty well, too. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he was also – he was okay also at best. Uh, he, had, he had only one touchdown, one pick, uh, 253 yards. David Johnson was the surpriser, surprised uh, player for me, I think. He looked good, game. man, whenever he got the he ball. really good, yeah. He he was very impressive. Uh, 11, 11 carries for uh, seventy seven yards and one touchdown. Uh, yeah, brings me flashbacks to uh, what he was four years ago. Um, very excited to see that. He even had uh, four reception. Uh, he had three receptions for thirty two yards as well. Yeah, uh, this his is, nineteen uh, yard touchdown was the longest run he's had in like two years or something like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which yeah. is sad, but I'm happy he hit it week one. And I know we talked about this during the game as well. He he looked he looked very elusive. I don't I wouldn't say he looked fast. He didn't means, look fast, he, yeah. But I think elusive was a good good way of putting it. Yeah, he he was definitely moving pretty damn well. Uh, Will Fuller did his thing. He was clearly the most targeted player. Brandon Cooks was a no show. I mean, he even if he gets targeted five times, you should have five or seven. Two receptions, 20 yards. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, so we hit on this in the game. We didn't even know Randall Cobb was playing. Like, I was scrolling through the injury report during the game, like, try, trying to see if Randall Cobb was, you know, injured. That's why he wasn't on the field. But no, man, he was on the field. He just wasn't doing anything. So, quick takeaways from this game, right? First of all, Chiefs doing Chiefs things. As we saw, they won 34 to 20. But there's two worrisome things for me. A, the offensive line for the uh, Texans all day, dude, yeah. all day. First of all, I mean, I know you paid Laramie Tunsil like a boatload of money. It is what it is. He He's not the greatest. I think he had is. a false start, like literally the first play, but it is what it is, man. that's, it's more than it is what it is, man. If you're getting paid that much, you got to be like the best O lineman in the NFL. Let's be real. But the problem is, other than him, like you have Titus Howard. He's a decent offensive lineman. But he's decent, yeah. 
he, I mean, he was a first round pick back in 2018. Um, he, he's been solid, I'd say, better than Andre Dillard, but that's neither here nor there again. But it, it's just worrisome, man. Deshaun Watson's getting hit again, and it might be testament to the Chiefs' defense as well. Like, you, you got Frank Clark, you have Chris Jones, you got all these ballers, even Tyron Matthew getting in, uh, causing a late interception. Whatever it is, either the Chiefs' pass rush is way better than we thought. Or the Texans offensive line is way worse than we thought. I think it's probably a combination of both. But almost more worrisome than the offensive line. The wide receivers, man. Will Fuller, we're hitting on it. Our friend Matt, shout out to Matt, was talking about how he wanted Will Fuller to have a great fantasy game. He balled out, man. You can see on my screen, eight receptions, 112 yards, 31 yards was his longest reception. He played well. But other than that, like I hit on it, you hit on it. Brandon Cooks, no, no show. Randall Cobb, no show. Like Duke, Duke Johnson, no receptions, one target. David Johnson, not even a target. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like you, we, we watched the game. We both watched it. And I think a conclusion I came to was no one's getting separation other than Will Fuller. No one came to play. And that is worrisome. I take that bait back, by the way. David Johnson did have four targets through receptions. But still, no, none of these wide receivers came to play. And you traded a player like DeAndre Hopkins, who was getting separation day in, day out. Even if he's getting doubled, like, yeah, he's getting doubled. Who else is going to be open? Will Fuller is going to be open. Randall Cobb will probably be open. Like, but they didn't get open. I know it's week one. I don't want to overreact. But it was just a big disappointment. Yeah, I expected we both expected the game to be a lot closer than 20, 20 to 34 as well. Um, considering that the Chiefs were nine and a half point favorites, uh, yeah, um, I thought it would have been, clo- been slightly closer than that. But yeah, uh, overall, great job, Chiefs. Uh, we'll get we'll talk some more about them in our power rankings and in our uh, outlook for the next week. Um, next game I want to touch on is I want to get right into it with the Colts Jaguars. I want to get right into that. Uh, this game was very, 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 very disappointing. I didn't see – I almost saw zero positives in this game. Uh, I, I didn't like any performance. I don't, I don't, Brissett was in for a play. That, it was that bad. Um, he, this was so poor. I, the Colts' defense, we picked DeForest Buckner. We basically drafted DeForest Buckner with, for, for our first round. Uh, considering we traded him for literally for the first round pick, we extended him. He's the highest paid defensive tackle uh, besides Aaron Donald, I should say. Um, and he didn't show up. It, it's pathetic. I I can't stress this enough, Reeb. I'm pissed. I am beyond pissed. <laughs> like, like four tackles? Are you serious? Four tackles? Darius Leonard? What the hell? Four tackles? Dude, Darius Leonard, the past two years, has been averaging like almost 20, almost like 15 tackles. He's on, he's literally a monster, bro. And seeing this, it, it was so depressing. You mean we made Gardner Minshew out there look like he's like Matt Ryan or something? It was so bad. It, he looked so good, too. I, I mean, he didn't, he only had 173 yards. So obviously, it's not like that. Look at his one incompletion, look bro. At, 19 at, for 20, three touchdowns. You, 19 for 20? 19 for 20. That's a 95%. I've never seen at the end of a game someone that's having at least 95% completion, bro. This is – it's insane. 
James Robinson, this no-name running back, no-name. They just found out that he was, he was going to start this week because of Raquel Armstead being hurt. Chris Thompson was a nobody, too, this game. Um, yeah, he, he was irrelevant, two receptions, right? Mm-hmm. James Robinson had 62 yards on 16 carries. That's still pretty good. It's like four yards per carry. Like, I, I don't understand. We couldn't shut anyone down. And 140 yards, 173 yards of passing is nothing, especially in a full game. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. how the Colts couldn't pull this through. Phillip Rivers, bro, you played exactly like you played in, 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 uh, in Los Angeles and San Diego. You played the exact same way. This dude is gets he's a bucket getter, I guess you should say, in getting yards. He he loves getting yards. He's always been like that in his entire career. And he loves throwing picks just as much as that. Two picks, 363, one TD. I I I mean, this is crazy. Uh I guess standouts for me would be uh Jonathan Taylor was our best receiver. <laughs> That's not he good. A, he's, a, he's a running back. I'm not counting Paris Campbell, bro. Paris Campbell had six receptions, 71 yards. That's pretty good, too. That's uh, good, that's man. The first, I mean, he was injured last time, year as well. That's the first time I've seen Paris Campbell play a game, uh, like a full game. He never, like, plays a full game. Uh, so that's really good for him. T.Y. Hilton, irrelevant, nine point, uh, four receptions, 53 yards. That's bad. Naheem Hines, he played well. I want to see Michael Pittman get more involved in the offense. Um, but I just want to see Phillip Rivers play smarter, man. That's that's all I just want to see. If if that happens more, I think we'll be fine. But, like, also the main perp, the main thing about – the main uh, strategy about the Colts the past two years is run the damn ball. And it's because our O-line is still top two, top three in the league. If you can't – if, if that's the main strategy, if we have, if we, what's the point in drafting Jonathan Taylor if you're not going to run the ball? I mean, nine carries, seven carries, four carries. That's 22 combined carries, bro. And that's among that's amongst three running backs. It's crazy. And Taylor didn't do well on the ground. He had nine carries, 22 yards. That's garbage. That's literally like you might as well get Trent Richardson with that type of uh, with that, that type of performance. It's it's bad. It's it's really really bad. Um, I can't stress it enough. I, I this is probably this is probably the worst regular season game the Colts have had in a long time. Okay. And we well. lost the Dolphins. We lost to the Dolphins last year, and that was I consider that pretty bad too. Um, but this is this is really bad. Uh, to start the year, this is this is uh, I had the Colts. I look stupid now putting the Colts as the top ten team. Uh. I never like really like expressed like my frustration to you guys this past Sunday. I was just basically like deflecting it, pushing it aside. All right, it's fine. We'll bounce back. But like this is like this is on this is like on another level. Like getting into my head for sure. And I don't know. This is probably getting. It's the same way for you. We'll talk about the Eagles later. Yeah, different way for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, but it's um, definitely like crazy yeah so Um, quick questions for you because i didn't watch the game like at all i saw a couple highlights on red zone that's about it were you impressed by the jaguars at all because i think like it's week one overreaction week one like everyone knows about it like not every team is going to end up being a super bowl contender everyone's either one and oh or oh and one but dude i did not expect like i get it's a division game anything can happen this jaguars team is devoid of talent like 
most of most of the places. But DJ Chark, you see him touchdown, didn't do much receiving wise, but had a touchdown. Keelan Cole, Lavisca Chanel, all doing well on the offensive side. Like Gardner Minshew, like maybe Minshew mania is real. I I don't know. You watch the game. I want to hear your takeaway. Do you think the Jaguars? Not necessarily there'll be a threat, but were we wrong? Like both of us and just the media as a whole. Like I think everyone had the Jaguars locked in for the first overall pick. Do you think there's a way that we could have been wrong or is this just week one, you know, while stuff happens? Or do you think there might be something to this team like where they don't finish as like a bottom three team? No, they'll definitely finish as a bottom three team. I can't see that. Dude, 173 yards in a game is not even good, bro. It, that's not even that. It's just like, like Miles Jack killed it. Uh, yeah, J- Schober, and then all these guys. He- uh, C.J. Henderson, bro. Oh my gosh, C.J. Henderson. Forget the stats here, but C.J. Henderson was co- he was he was he was a shutdown. First round like pick from worth- Florida. Yeah, uh, it looked like he was worth the pick, and. It looked like you may have been one of the best picks in the draft. And we, it, I, it's crazy. It's, it's still like, just it doesn't, I don't, under, I can't comprehend this, man. When we have like a talent like T.Y., we have Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell was okay, but Michael Pittman Jr. Where was Pittman? Two for two, 10 yards. 10 yards. Like he yeah, didn't that, do that's much. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He, he needs to get targeted more. Um, and I know like it's, it's week one. And I know that the Colts can only move up obviously but it's uh right now the way they performed in that game like the decision making itself was just annoying like they went for it on fourth down many times when they didn't have to they uh their rookie kicker rodrigo blankenship missed a chip shot field goal like this is it's just a repeat of last year from the way it's looking and uh yeah not the way they played i didn't they didn't look like top 20 team uh Mm -hmm. from this uh, performance and uh, yeah, I can only look forward and uh, I'm I'm expecting Taylor to really pick it up. I think Taylor is going to be a sensational running back this season, and uh, I think uh, that's the only way I can look at it and say the Colts will be fine for the future. Yeah, I mean he's starting in my money league next week, so hopefully he does well. Um, you heard it here for, uh, first, folks. I'm always extremely disappointed with the Colts. <laughs> I was not expecting this, by the way, because you were, like, really playing it down in our group chat and everything. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just too frustrating, man. I can't get over that. Uh, anyways, uh, next game. We can game, move on to my team. Yeah, we'll move on to your team, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington. Okay. This so, is all the floor is yours. First of all, right, there's – there's so many things wrong with this team. So I think I said we're going nine and seven. I still have the prediction nine and seven, but this team is probably not special. Week one, just a huge disappointment. Lots of injuries. Offensive line was doo doo. But first of all, I want to give credit to the Washington football team, man. Like I know all the memes that we lost to a team without a name, all that. Dwayne Haskins, man, didn't play amazing, but he impressed me. He did everything he had to do, made some good throws. I remember this deep one right on the right seam for around 30 yards that set them up like goal to go, probably three yards away from the end. So like that throw impressed me. That's just one throw that flat out stood out to me. And yeah, I get it's one play, one out of 17 throws he made, but extremely impressive. Second of all, that defensive line, man, holy crap. They have like five or six first round picks, including someone 
including players like they have Matt Matt Ioannidis. Dude, this guy's like a starter on every other team, and here he's probably like a backup behind Aaron Payne and Jonathan Allen and all these other beasts. Like you have Montez Sweat. Obviously, you have Chase Young, the new name, got a sack. He looks the real deal. I mean, he put Jason Peters on the sp- like spin cycle, all of that. But that defensive line is real, and I honestly think this Washington team is better than we gave it credit for. And I know it's week one, but – that type of defensive line, like, it's just waves after waves of onslaught. Like, so shout out to them, man. I think they're going to do better than we think. Um, they are winning the division now, by the way. The only NFC East team that actually won a game after the Giants lost to the Steelers. We'll head on that later. So, lots of injuries. Lane Johnson was out. I think there's a stat, Lane Johnson, when he's missed games, like the Eagles are, are something like 1-8 or something like that. It's, it's not a good stat to have. Um, Carson Wentz, man, started off really good and people are making, like making a big fuss about the interceptions. Dude, I could care less about the interceptions. He was throwing the rookie wide receivers, that communication, like in real games, whatever, like that's not probably not going to happen come like week eight. And if it is happening, that's just a whole nother worrisome thing. The more worrisome thing was he was just missing throws left, right, and center after that first half. Like, I get it. Again, our friend Matt was talking about it. Like, playing, like, pocket passer quarterback, pure Peyton Manning style, that's not Wentz's game. Like, he's not the most accurate quarterback. Similar to Dak Prescott, he's more accurate than Dak Prescott sitting in the pocket, but he'll miss plays here and there. Like, it's just bound to happen. That's just his style. He'll miss throws, like, 15 yards on the field. You're like, what the heck are you doing? That's not worrisome. I am expecting a a bounce back from Wentz, but still, that was – Extremely worrisome. Doug Peterson, what is going on with the plane calling, Bunny? Like, you hyped up all this rollout game, getting Carson on the move. And he talked about it in a press conference, I think, yesterday, two days ago, that we were behind the sticks early. And on first down, we didn't gain the yards we wanted to gain. So because of that, he wanted to – he thought rolling out was a bad idea. How about you roll out on first down instead, man? Like, I don't get it. Joe Marigor, first of all, I know he only caught one ball. I was extremely impressed with what I saw from him. Um, he has that speed, got behind the defense multiple times. But again, play calling. Uh, shout out, not shout out. Go watch my film analysis video on Joe Regar. I hit on it. He's gonna hit. A, he's gonna catch a lot of slants. You're gonna run a lot of deep balls with him, and you're gonna throw a lot of screens and short outs to him. Guess what? No slants, no screens, no shorts out. Just deep ball, deep ball, deep ball. Like, I get you want to showcase the speed. Like, you have John Hightower and other speedster pretty good. But what are you doing, bro? Like, design some impressive plays. Like, the only impressive plays I saw were, like, tight end screens. Like, Doug, you're a great head coach, man. I get it's week one. But instead of trying to showcase the speed downfield, do some of these screen plays. Dallas Goddard, extremely impressive, by the way. Yeah. Overall, the defense, I don't blame the defense at all. Like, it wasn't the best red zone defense, but what are you going to expect when you're getting put on the field back to back, back to back, short fields? Like, I think, like, the longest touchdown drive the Redskins, sorry, football team had was, like, 40 yards, 45 yards. Okay, as a whole, I'm disappointed. I'm not as disappointed as you. We're getting Miles Sanders back. We're getting Lane Johnson back. Hopefully, Javon Hargrave in the coming weeks. Um, so I'm not afraid long-term. I'm still sticking with my nine and seven prediction, but I'm just disappointed, man. Again, shout out to the Washington football team, dude. They balled out and they did everything that 
I didn't expect them to do. And they preyed on this weak offensive line, allowing eight sacks to Carson Wentz. But I just can't help but feel, yeah, all injuries played a part, but Carson, you got to pick it up, and Doug, you got to pick it up. And I, I could get into Howie as well, but I have an Eagles podcast I'm recording tomorrow. If you want to hear my thoughts about Howie Roseman, you can hear that then. But right now, I'm disappointed. What say you about this at all? Yeah, this is uh, this is just crazy. Um, I, I, I think I agree with a lot of your points. Goddard stood out. Rager, he had one reception, but almost kind of like John Ross, like in that type of like type of performance. <laughs> yeah, only one catch, but the catch is always above fifty yards. Um, but yeah, Rager still played really well. Um, regardless. Um. Deshaun Jackson, okay. Uh, but, yeah, this is probably – I'm not going to lie. This is probably the worst game of Wentz's career. I'll be – I'll probably put that on – I'll put it on like that. Uh, this was a very, very careless game, I should say. Um, yeah. I, I I don't blame. I kind of don't blame because play, play calling is really poor, uh, poorly executed. Um, yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, where were you? I think that, yeah, I need to put an ADP out for uh, take on that, by the way, this is, I don't agree with this. Everyone knows Carson, uh, Zach Ertz is having a contract like dispute with Howie Roseman currently. First of all, we should sign Zach Ertz. I just want that out there. I just think you can't let him go. He's such an integral part of this offense. He's a wide receiver one essentially, but this really seemed like the changing of the guard, man. I mean, Dallas Gardart was getting way more design plays. I get he's younger, he's more athletic, all of that. But it was just – it's just kind of sad. Like, I hope they pay Zach Ertz, but this really seemed like the changing of the guard and the passing of the torch, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly, like, seven tar- – he only got three of seven targets, 18 yards. Did have the touchdown, but I – mean, crucial fourth down so- drop as well. So, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the drop. Come on, man. Uh, but also, you have to, you have to also, re- I mean, Reeb's obviously realizing this. The Eagles were not nowhere near full health. Um, and they won't be. And it's week health. one, dude. Like, you're, you're yeah. playing against the same defense over and over again, not much practice time, literally digital off seasons. Like, exactly. say what you will, but. I'm not taking think, anything. The only thing I'm taking from week one, maybe the slight overreaction is that the the Washington team might be better than I thought. But I think they're still going to be – like they're not going to be great, but I think I had them like a bottom three team. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished like six and ten or something like that, honestly, no. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, defensively pretty well. Uh, without Derek Barnett, but uh, Josh Sweat, I guess, really uh, did that because he, he he picked up that slack with that forced fumble that he had. It's going to uh, be a big season from him, by the way. Yeah, Josh Sweat, yeah, he he played very well. Um, but, yeah, defensively, I agree with you. It's not it's not a major problem. It was basically once, bro. Uh, and I, I know rushing, I'm not going to blame Boston Scott, bro. Boston Scott didn't really expect to be playing week one, getting mm-hmm. even nine carries he didn't expect that, I guarantee you. Uh, so I, 13 yards as long as you carry, that's not bad. Yeah. I think, uh, once they get miles and you told me, I think on Sunday as well, like Carson Wentz record with Lane Johnson, I'm pretty sure only has like one win. 
out of like nine, ten games, right? It's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, it, it's not. It's awful. Um, he'll get his right hand man back, and uh, that'll definitely be helpful. And their star running back, I should say, and Miles Sanders, who I believe and you believe will have a breakout season this year, um, assuming everything goes right with his uh, hamstring. Um, a lot of players are having that hamstring injury, and I hope uh, he gets a better case and uh, everything goes smoothly for him. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. On the Redskins side, uh, nothing much to talk about offensively. Nothing really impressed me. Terry McLaurin is the same. Uh, Haskins, honestly, even though he had a couple of good passes, relatively still the same. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, the meme player, the IG <laughs> meme player, uh, he looked decent. Um, yeah, uh, defensively, yeah, we already talked about that. That D-line is special. Uh, standout D-line, um, Montez Sweat. Uh, Top three D-line in the league. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that D-line is crazy good. Um, yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, well done to the football team. Uh, I think the Eagles will bounce back, though, obviously, when they mm-hmm. play them the second time. Because I think they figured them out by now, I'd hope at least. Uh, yeah, um, move on to the next game. I'm pr- I promise you the, the remaining of these games will not be that as long of an analysis as these first three. These first three yeah. were the most important games. Uh, the, the next game I want to talk about, Jets-Bills. This is quite short, honestly. Le'Veon Bell, uh, he was, he's hurt. Uh, and, I mean, it's, that's all I can say, really. Jets, we have high expectations. We have somewhat... We have the same expectations as we did last year. They had seven and they went seven and nine last year. We both predicted they'd go seven and nine this year. Uh, Darnold, I mean, this game was pretty much a blowout, though, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The box score doesn't show that way. This game was pretty one sided. Uh, Josh Allen killed it. Josh Allen, though, needs to stop. Uh, he needs to stop doing using getting these turnovers, though, man. These these fumbles. Fumbles, man. yeah. Yeah, these fumbles are quite annoying. And obviously, he loves to run the ball. Uh, 57 yards on 14 attempts. Uh, that's really good. One touchdown. That's that's good for a running back, and he's getting that as a QB. Great. Uh, quick Josh Allen fact, fun fact as well. His first game in his third year is his only game with over 300 yards passing. Yeah, because of the weapons that he has now, man. Diggs killed it. Uh, John Brown mm-hmm. killed it. Cole Beasley did well. Yeah, I mean, it's the arm, man. His arm is there. His, his arm is top two in the league. It's crazy. Uh, he just needs to be able to hit those passes accurately, dude. And Exactly. And, and his mobility, you hit on it, is key. Like, he's 14 attempts is a ton for anyone not named Lamar Jackson. But Josh Allen do be pulling it off, man. Yeah, and I think defense, I don't even need to talk about their defense. Their defense is OP. Um Everyone played really well on defense. Uh, 17 points allowed. It's not a big deal. Jamison Crowder killed it. Uh, he's their new wide receiver one for the Jets. Uh, yeah, I think they do miss out on their second-round pick. Uh, on their Denzel uh, Mims. Day two pick in Denzel Mims. Uh, yeah. Hamstring um, injury, I believe, for him. He's also on IR. Uh, but I think that's, that's a very minute injury. Frank Gore is going to be their lead back uh, this upcoming week. And, uh, yeah, uh, clearly the Jets are missing uh, uh, Jamal Adams uh, on their defense because their defense did not look the best by any means. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's those are just my takeaways from it. 
Uh, the Jets suck. We can move on. Yeah. Um, next, we'll move on to uh, your MVP, Russell Wilson, uh, again, the Seattle Seahawks against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. This was uh, one of probably, in my opinion, this is probably the best regular season game I've seen from Russell Wilson, man. He, he, he was beyond stellar, uh, 322 yards, four, four TDs, uh, 29 rushing yards as well. He led the team in rushing and passing. Insane. Uh, four yeah. incompletions. Four incompletions. That, that's, that's the main point. Yeah, 31 for 35. That's uh, very, very impressive. Um, yeah, great performance by Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf did well. All, I mean, I think everyone on the Seattle offense really played well. Uh, mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde did his thing. Chris Carson did his thing. Uh, uh, on the receiving end, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, as I said before, Greg Olson did his thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's all I can really say about the Seattle Seahawks defense. Jamal Adams, uh, he's very happy to be on the winning side. Uh, I saw what he said. Uh, <laughs> not used to, not used to, used to us uh, scoring this many points. Uh, Shout out to Adam Gase. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and then from the Falcons, I think this is not a like, major big deal. Uh, Dude, they're, I'm looking at this. Three 100-yard receivers. I'm impressed. Like, I heard great things about Ryan Gage coming out of camp. That is his name, right, Gage? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 114, that's 130, that's 157. Yeah. That's extremely impressive. Um, what All do you think about Todd points, Gurley? Four targets each, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, first I wanted to say, yeah, the receiving court was really good. 12-12-12-9-9-9. Uh, yeah, and then 157 for Jones, 130 for Ridley, 114 for Gage. Yeah, I think yeah, – uh, Russell Gage, man, popping off. The, the, the Falcons receivers are always unbeatable, man. Uh, those receivers are always stacked. Ever, for like the past decade, the Falcons receivers have been good. Uh, from Roddy White and Julio Jones to now with, uh, with Julio Jones and Ridley. Now Gage is there. Uh, but rushing-wise, Todd Gurley, he looked decent. He looked decent. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. He looked decent at best. Um, mm-hmm. four, four yards per carry is not bad. Uh, he, he only did have 14 carries, but I think that's what you need to expect from him from now on because I think this team clearly is gifted uh, in, the pa- in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, 450 yards from Matt I mean, I was really hoping Matt Ryan would play well today. And, he, and, he, and on Sunday, and he did play pretty well, I think, overall still uh, with uh, – with two TDs, 450 yards, that's, that's still really good. Um, I think the main issue why they lost really was uh, that that defense. Uh, the defense wasn't even bad. It's just Russell Wilson. It was Wilson just Russ, man. Yeah. Quick Russell uh, Wilson take right now, right? So 2018, they were 32nd in pass attempts. 2019, 24th, third most in rush attempts. La- uh, last week, bro, 20 rushing attempts to 35 passing attempts. Um, there's a lot of, I think, on the internet and everywhere. I know Brett Coleman is coming out with a film analysis on Russell Wilson soon called, like, Let Russ Cook or whatever it is. That's a huge thing because, obviously, I feel like Russell Wilson has almost been held back by his offensive coaching. So, uh, it's just a great start to maybe actually seeing Russ Cook. And if he cooks, bro, guaranteed MVP. Guaranteed. <laughs> like, if they just let him go, like. Yeah. Uh, and, I honestly, the Falcons, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be upset about this game. It's week one. It, it is what it is. Uh, Seahawks just outplayed you. Simple as that. I and think they're a better team, looking, man. 
easily. I think, honestly, if, if uh, Russell Wilson did not have this good of a game, this game could have easily been going the other way and honestly the same score because Matt Ryan still played very well. Uh, 54 passing attempts kind of high, though. That's just my thoughts on that. But, yeah, overall, still a great, great performance just on both sides. Just uh, Russell Wilson was just balling today mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Um, next game, uh, the divisional game, uh, pa- Packers-Vikings. Um, I just want to say there's nothing much to talk about here. There's only one – there's two words I can say. Aaron Rodgers, we can move on, I think. Bad yeah. man, man. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly quick thing here, I, I'm yeah. going to talk for like two, two seconds. He had the most impressive QB performance of me out of everyone week one. Um, the throws you're making, I think I talked about it last night when I was rewatching the game. That right throw to the corner of the end zone, like moving like 30 yards away, absolute dime, down, downfield throw to MVS for like 50 yards, touchdown, another great throw. Man was balling out, man. Um, this game was yeah, a watch blowout. out. This game uh, wasn't. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is coming on his redemption tour, uh, tour and the NFC should be afraid. That I is noticed. all for yeah. the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could have gone way more into detail. Could have talked about Devontae Adams. Nah, he killed it, obviously. But 156 yards. Yeah. Aaron Jones. I, no, no need. It's just Aaron Rodgers. I'll just Aaron Rodgers, man. That's the only analysis yeah. you need. Honestly, that's the same analysis I'm going to put for uh, the Ravens. I'm going to put two words, Lamar Jackson, and I think we can move on. Although I do want to put a little bit of notice. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Stepped it up. I, I really like the way Kareem Hunt played uh, uh, this past week uh, with the Browns and uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I I saw your I saw if you guys didn't see uh, the post that was made on uh, the Flea Flicker podcast Instagram post, you should see that. Uh, you shouldn't really be that worried about Baker Mayfield. I, I'm with you. Uh, it is one bad. It, he's playing the arguably the best defense in football. You can't you can't be that mm-hmm. worried. I mean, yes, six points total game is really poor but i mean come on it's week one it's game one after a covid off season bro new new coach coach. yeah yeah i think i think they should be still uh i'm still rooting for them i still have them nothing's changed i still have them as my seventh seed that was your upset pick by the other week by the way so if anyone's keeping track yeah bad upset pick man (laughs) yeah that was a bad upset pick but i mean i i still believe they'll i think they'll win at least I think the Browns just need to win. They just need to get on a winning streak, and then they'll be good from there. Uh, but, yeah, overall, still, uh, that's all I need to say. Lamar Jackson just killed it. Um, I think that's all you'd probably have to say, too, right? <laughs> uh, it's a blowout. Not much to say. I mean, you expected – I expected a semi-close game, but we just didn't get that. Mark Andrews, man, he's looking like a baller at the tight end position. Like, he doesn't get targeted a whole lot. Like – I think only six targets here, but two touchdowns, 58 yards. Just an absolute baller. We can move on if you want to move on to another division game here with the Bears and the yeah. Lions. Yeah, this um, game. This game. First of I all, think, uh, great game. Great game. Great game. Uh, I just want to say for here, I, I mean, Tr- Mitchell Trubisky, bro. I think he finally heard us talk, man. That fourth quarter. <laughs> So impressive, dude. We are talking so much crap about him too. Like there, there were already like meme pages posting like him throwing like two yards behind his receivers and all that. 
three quarters were so poorly played. I thought I was like, okay, this, they're going to start Foles next week probably at this rate. He, he turned it around completely. 21-0 in the fourth quarter. Three TDs all in the fourth quarter too. Uh, insane. Beautiful performance by uh, That throw to Anthony Miller for that touchdown, that, that dude. That's a beautiful throw. And we've seen him do this his entire career. Like, he's had these, like, crazy, oh, my God, like, that's a great throw. Not many quarterbacks can make that throw. And then, like, he goes back to, like, whisk, missing a wide-open slant by, like, three yards behind the receiver. That's the problem. Him and Blake Bortles both do that. I mean, it's it's a bad – obviously, you don't want to be compared Dude, to Blake Trubisky Bortles. Trubisky is Blake, years Blake Bortles, ahead of Bortles. Yeah, now. exactly. He's so yeah, much exactly. better. He's way better, right? But even when Blake Bortles was playing this well, he, he'd sometimes make those type of passes, right? And that's the same thing I'm seeing, like, Trubisky's on another – he played very well that fourth quarter. That fourth quarter uh, may have uh, – that, that may have kept uh, – that may have kept the Bears uh, relevant, I should say, in this division. Because um, divisional games do matter. Two NFC North games happening at week one. Uh, Bears and uh, the, the Packers are both ahead. Um, yeah, I, I want to see the, uh, the Bears uh, sign Allen Robinson long-term. That guy deserves to get paid. Anthony Miller was a baller. Uh, we talked about that crazy catch he had uh, the last touchdown. But I just want to say this. The Lions should have won this game. I don't know if you saw the this game. This is a typical uh, Lions the, choke, bro. It's, it, this is the definition of choke, man. I mean, 21 DeAndre, points allowed in the fourth quarter, bro. 21. DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, bro, he had the game-winning – it literally dropped. It, it made me feel like it was like Nelson Aguilar. It looked like he, you were like trying he, to catch the ball, man, it, like it, honestly. He was just looking. He just dropped it, man. It, it was just crazy. Um, AP, dude, AP's, I think, uh, he's like, I don't think age affects him, bro. I don't know why. Frank the or 2.0, maybe. Dude, the Redskins should not have cut him, man. The, he, he high keys the best running back on the Redskins if he just played there. 14 mm-hmm. carries, 93 yards. In, insane. Uh, DeAndre Swift, what was that? Uh, carry on Johnson, what was that? Uh, yeah, um, uh, Danny Amendola played well. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, I saw a lot of reporters saying Hawkinson looked like Gronk out there. Uh, I don't yeah, know about I mean, that. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to watch a full Lions game because I think I hit on it earlier. Uh, you watched it last I'm, I'm high on the Lions, bro. Um, not playoff high, obviously. But I don't think this team is bad. I think this team is just held back by bad coaching. And we saw the talent here. They were up 23-6. to six. They should have won. They didn't because of the Lions. They should have won. Um, oh, and, la- and last I think thing- the talent here is definitely here. Yeah, I agree. The talent's there. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on, David Montgomery, good stuff, man. 13 carries, 65 yards. I, I like it. I like that performance out of David Montgomery. Um, I need to see more of that for being the second-round pick of last year's draft. I need to see more, that, more mm-hmm. than of that um, because I think – we were all super high on David Montgomery last year. I remember people were having him and Josh Jacobs, who was going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, and Kyler Murray, obviously, those, between those three. And David Montgomery was the biggest letdown. And honestly, the Bears were a playoff team if he, if he played well. And he didn't play well before. He, forget Trubisky, he didn't even play well. So the Bears never had a true running back. Uh, but, yeah, great performance by him. Uh, Bears impressive. 
Uh, next game, Raiders-Panthers. That was a great game as well. Um, I think the only word – actually, there's not – the backs were the main players, I guess you could say, in this game. Uh, Jacobs, three McCaffrey. TDs, 93 yards. McCaffrey, 96 yards, two TDs. Doing McCaffrey uh, things, man. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's all I need to say. The backs – and then it just so happens the Raiders uh, prevailed through. Um yeah. Teddy. Teddy for me, one thing, quick thing. Teddy, um, they, they, I think Joe Brady, uh, you probably recognize his name, was the offensive coordinator or passing him coordinator, whatever, for the LSU Tigers with Joe Burrow in college last year. I think they're really playing to Teddy's strengths, man, like occasional deep shots. Like I think Teddy can throw a deep ball and – he did it pretty well. I mean, we saw that Robbie Anderson throw late in, I think, the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it was. Like, they have that ability. He has that ability, but I think they really played to his strengths. Like, mid-game, short game, did that really well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say. I, th- I, liked what the, I liked what I saw from Teddy. Uh, on the Raiders' side, Henry Ruggs, bro, um, I saw the speed. Uh, he was also semi-impressive for his first games. Jonathan Abram, bro. Man's out there trying to kill people. He's such a great player. Um, he stood out to me as well. And on this, yeah, also him as well. Um, they didn't sack the quarterback at all, which is shocking because they have those players like um, Clemfara, Arden Key, Mason Crosby. Not Mason Crosby, Max Crosby. They have some good players there. But week one, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, Raiders, man, impressive win. Um, I thought they would win, but it ended up being a shootout, not just like a normal win. So shout out to them for going back. Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown. So shout out to Philadelphia. One catch, one reception, uh, 23-yard touchdown. Philadelphia, what? Yeah, shout out to Philadelphia, man. He he was born and raised there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Born and bred, uh, whatever you want to say. Yeah. We can move uh, on. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Cam Newton, Dolphins, Pats. That was a just uh, obviously Cam Newton passing wise wasn't like insane, but rushing wise, uh, it looked like he has a muscle step uh, to where he was at the Panthers. 75 uh, yards rushing, two TDs on the ground, too, on uh, 15 uh, attempts. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people are really high on the on the Patriots after this uh, win. Um, yeah, I'm seeing them like top ten in power rankings. Yeah, I'm quite shocked by that. Uh, it, they did only beat the Dolphins. Maybe it was because they covered the spread. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, I, I genuinely mean, the Dolphins don't know. were extremely hyped up, but. Um, the, I, didn't, the I didn't watch much of this game. First of all, um, I tuned in right when. Um, Fitzpatrick threw his first pick to Stephon Gilmore, and I'm like, this game is boring. I don't want to watch this, so I'm not going to watch it. Um, Fitzpatrick did Fitzpatrick things, obviously, as you can see with his three picks. Next week, though, he's going to throw like five touchdowns and no picks. That's just what Fitzpatrick does. Um, I don't see the Patriots being a top 10 team. Kim Newen, he hit on it. He did well in the rushing game, but he looked a little bit slower. That being said, most attempts, most carries on the team by five carries to Sony Michelle, who is the highest running back. I, I hit on it multiple times before in solo pots, all that. 
Cam Newton's going to fit here because Josh McDaniels is going to make the fit system fit him here. And you see it here, you see it here week one. They didn't just shove him into the Tom Brady mold like lots of people thought. No, they made an offense for him, and it's just bound to happen. Like, if you have an athletic quarterback, you'd be literally stupid. You should be fired if you don't make Cam Newton run the ball at least, like, ten times a game or at least, like, seven times a game. Um, yeah, that is it for this game. Um, Devontae Parker, he got injured. Prayers up to him. Um, I think he also, you hit on uh, it before. Hamstring injury, man. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Uh, do you think the Dolphins should start Tua? No. Patrick starting week two, but do you think that they they'll start uh, Tua anytime soon? Um, if I were them, I would start him, but like, not now. Not until their bye week. When it, which is when? I believe I want to say. So I remember reading this: the bye week for the Chargers is, I believe, week nine. And week I want to say the Dolphins – is it week 10? Uh, actually, no, you're right. It's uh, – it's, wait, it's week 11. That's their bye week. Because the reason I'm saying this is because there's a Chargers-Dolphins matchup, like week 9, week 10-ish, where both those rookie quarterbacks might end up playing. I hope we see that, but – Week 7, that's happening. Week 7 for that matchup? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was close enough. Um, if I'm both teams, we'll hit on the Chargers. They shouldn't start Herbert at all this season. Period. Um, unless something happens to Tyrod and it's desperate. The Dolphins, similarly, just let Tua heal, man. Um, don't push him in until he's ready. He's a way more cerebral player than the average rookie quarterback. I feel, but yeah, I don't think you should put an M yet. Um, until it's extremely necessary. Kind of like what Alabama did uh, when Jalen Hurts was starting with Alabama. In Kansas City with Mahomes, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. Alex Smith did the job there, uh, but at least the Chiefs were a playoff team. And the Chiefs were a playoff team. The Dolphins are not a playoff team. Like you're not losing anything here. Like you're not losing like a year, like a, a year of your window. Like you're not competing. Like I'm high on the uh, the Dolphins. I said I think I had them seven and nine or whatever it was. But that being said. Like you're you're not competing for a playoff spot this year, and you're not losing anything by starting Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next game I want to touch on is uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals versus the Chargers. This game was the stupidest ending. Uh, poor Randy Bullock. Uh, pulled a like, calf, I believe it was. Yeah, pulled a calf. Uh, or I think it was calf or hamstring, but it was uh as he kicked the ball and he was wide right uh that's that sucks uh burrow had the touchdown before but they called opi on on uh i believe it was um i believe uh tyler boyd um but besides that point joe burrow looked impressive i need to see more from mixon and eckler that that they both uh were just so dis- i i did not like the performances from any of them kelly looked good for the chargers um as a rookie, rookie uh, back, I think uh, he looked really good. Um, but yeah, AJ Green led the league, uh, led the team in receptions, receiving yards. 
This is like that's great to see, man. Uh, like I'm happy we're talking about AJ Green. He's relevant. Like he's playing games. After one week, I'm happy that he's having, uh, he's getting these type of yards. So yeah, I haven't seen AJ Green uh, play a full game since now. So that's great. Uh, but yeah, um, BS ending. I wanted. I think this game would have gone to overtime, and from there, who knows what would have happened. I agree with you. Uh, Justin Herbert should be star- uh, shouldn't be starting yet. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, good game. Um, okay, I have a yeah. take here. I won't be that long. I don't want to take too long on all these. But, dude, the Bengals and Zach Taylor are just bungling the situation, man. Um, your rookie quarterback literally just throws the game-winning touchdown to AJ Green, gets called back because of OPI. Good call by the refs, by the way. You definitely committed offensive pass interference there. Um, and instead of going after it again because your rookie quarterback just threw the game when he touched down, you're like, let's kick a field goal. Like, instill confidence in your young quarterback. Like, imagine week one, your young quarterback goes out there, boom, throws the game-winning touchdown, walk-off touchdown, wins the game. But instead, you're just bungling the situation. And Joe Burrow had a rookie mistake. He threw a pick. It was a pretty bad one as well, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, just extremely disappointing. Like, Zach Taylor, I want to see more from you, man. Like, just better game decision. Like, Joe Burrow, like, get him out there. He just threw the game-winning touchdown. What do you have to lose? Like, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty good evaluation of your talent in-house, and you know you're not, like, a playoff contender. I know it's week one, but just instill that quarterback. Like, instill that like, feeling of, you know, this is my team into Joe Burrow. I just didn't like that. Joe Burrow, his mobility was pretty good. We saw that on his his first touchdown, uh, his touchdown run, rather. Um, but, yeah, that is my Joe Burrow take. The Bengals are bungling Joe Burrow. And I don't know if Zach Taylor is the truth, but right now he's not looking like it. Week one in the game, uh, his year two. Yeah, I mean, I was looking a lot. I was looking forward to Zach Taylor a lot uh, this past year, um, for this upcoming year, I should say. and. I kind of agree where you're coming from, but I think they just went with the safer route. Um, as a team that only won one game last year, they wanted to get a win on their board. The They wanted to first do what's right, I think, immediately, which is go for the field goal. And it was a chip shot, Reed. I mean, Fair you don't want to take enough. that. You don't want to take that risk, right? It was a thirty. It was like a thirty-yarder. You can't miss that, right? And unfortunately, the guy missed. What can you do? Um, so yeah, that's all that you can really say. Burrow looked impressive. And I think it's impressive because the Chargers D is still pretty scary, man. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got to really say. Their that's pass the best rushers eight, man. Um, Bengals offensive line is a slight worry, even though they've improved a bit with Xavier Suofilo. I don't remember if their tackle from last year from Alabama played. Jonah Williams. Yeah. Jonah Williams. I, I'm bad with names this season. Yeah. I don't know if you played. I believe he did, but still, I know you're facing Marvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, that crew. Um, you get a pass. Yeah, that is worrisome, but I'll give you a pass for this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can move on to Buccaneers Saints. That's the America's game of the week. Uh, was this not game, America's game of the week, it, in my opinion. It, was, it wasn't America's game of the week, but uh, this was listed as America's game of the week, and it was because of the two of the – Two of the all-time greats, uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, going head-to-head. Uh, 
I think my takeaway here is, uh, I mean, I'm just a Brady hater. Uh, a lot of people are saying <laughs> he's he's playing like he played like uh, uh, it looks like Jameis Winston was out there and uh, not Tom Brady. I think that's unfair. It's game one. Uh, you guys got to chill for that. I mean, I could say the same thing about my Colts, but I mean that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, the two TDs, two picks. The two pick one of the, the first pick was just awful. It was so bad. Uh, but the second pick was, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Ronald Jones. I need. I mean, Leonard Fournette needs to get more involved in the offense. I'm assuming he'll get more involved uh, later on. Mike Evans. His only reception was that last minute touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, that's just uh, he'll get more involved obviously as the year goes on. Uh, still nothing to nothing really worrisome for the Buccaneers. They will go down in my power rankings, but that's obviously because they lost this poorly. But uh, and Brady did not play well, but it's it, he's new, he's new, so you 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 can give him a pass to that. And he had uh, a good so, couple first drives, man. Like I remember his first drive, like QBC. dime after dime after dime, like. And these weren't like slants; like these were like deep balls, like twenty, like twenty, thirty yard balls. Um, we saw it on the offensive side for the Bucks this game, at least early on. Yeah, the first quarter they they looked really impressive. Uh, on the Saints side, uh, Latavius Murray got fifteen carries. I think that that that's quite uh, standing out to me. Uh, but um, Michael Thomas, where were you? Uh. I know he was he's hurt now with the high ankle sprain. I knew something was up because he did not play well whatsoever. Um and I think uh he's supposed to be out several weeks. Um and uh if that's the case, I expect a guy like Traquan Smith or Emmanuel Sanders, I'd expect those two guys to really step it up uh in the receiving corp uh until he recovers and comes back. Um also on the Bucks side, I do want to talk about uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, uh, I think he's the Julian Edelman of that team. Uh, he looked re- he he looked uh, well as well. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to really talk about in this game. Saints looked like arguably the best team. I'm not. I mean, I'll tell you guys later if it is, but they looked like the best. Team. Saints be looking like team. Saints, man. I mean, it's that simple. And yeah, the right. Bucks game yeah. one. It is what it is. That's just my takeaway. Yeah, uh, Cardinals Niners. Uh, this game, you got the upset right here. Congrats! Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. And this is a big one. This is a very big one because this is a divisional game. Divisional games, even if it's even if it's a if they have the same record, it's it's a big game because they want the, the, cha- the conference seven. champs, man. Yeah, this is a really good game. Kyler Murray, bro, you need me to chill, man. 230 yards on uh, on the passing, 91 yards on the ground on 13 attempts. Long touchdown run as well. Yeah, that – oh, yeah, that long – oh, my God. That looks good too. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, bro, it, the system doesn't matter. He had Brian Hoy- – he had Brian Hoyer as his QB at one point. He has uh, – he's had a bunch of different trash QBs. Then he finally had Deshaun Watson, and now he has Kyler Murray. I, I – and it clearly doesn't matter what system he's in. He's going to succeed no matter what. He's still – he's getting open clearly against the guys like Richard Sherman of the world. Mm-hmm. And when he's getting 16 targets, bro, he's catching – 14 catches, season. man, week one. 14 or 16, are you serious? I thought there would be some sort of chemistry issues earlier on. Like, that was a huge point for me. 
I thought it would be like an OBJ type of situation where I don't know if he'd at be least like, early on. Like I thought he might get like seven targets, not 16, 14, uh, and not him going 14 for 151. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. And, and, and honestly, Christian Kirk looked like nothing. Uh, Fitzgerald, he was okay. But it was just Hopkins. That, the only guys that really stood out were Hopkins. It was Hopkins. Hopkins and Kyler, bro. Kenyon yeah. Drake, he was all right as well. But really, that offense was Kyler doing Kyler it things. A, and it was a two-man offense, yeah. I'll be yeah, honest. and That's finessing the DeAndre. And then on the on the Niners side, uh, I can only Raheem Mostert looked really well. Um, mm-hmm. That great George reception Kittle, he had. George Kittle, he was playing her. I saw him multiple times he was playing her. He didn't look the same. He looked like he was just a blocking player, another man to block with uh, towards the end of the game. Obviously, I don't, I don't think uh, that'll ever happen again this season. Four receptions, 44 yards. That's quite shocking. I, I don't think that's ever, ever happening again. Uh, that Raheem Mostert touchdown was really nice, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarek McKinnon, uh, I, this is the first time seeing him since uh, he was the Vikings backup, cube, backup running back. Um, I'm he played good as well, man. Yeah, he played pretty well. He had three carries, though. Limited but, I mean, touches, but he played. He did something with those touches. And he had a twenty. He had the ten yard. He had the nine yard touchdown, I believe, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, overall, um, Niners just were disappointing on the defensive side, bro. Uh, when you, like, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You can't allow. You can't allow Kyler get ninety one rushes. There's yards. only two players, bro. Double team Hopkins. Put a spy on him, like. No, like There's, let someone else exactly. beat you. Like, I just don't feel like they did that. The two men off. Drake. Drake was not super impressive, bro. It's sixty. It's it's still a good performance, but it's not like insane. I'd rather it's have Kenyon Drake like run like, take the luck with that that he's gonna run us over than Kyler Murray running us over. Kyler Murray throwing to Hopkins. I agree with you. Defense didn't stand out on the offensive side. It is what it is. I expected more from Kendrick Bourne, man. Um. You're seeing all, all his like Instagram hype videos and him working out and all that. Like, I'm gonna be a wide receiver one. Like, yeah, you got that like wide receiver one swag. You did jack on the field. Ayuk is hurt, so you don't see him. Debo Samuel hurt. You lost Emmanuel yeah, Sanders exactly. in free agency. So I can give the offense a slight pass. Like, you didn't play terribly, and you were like down your top two weapons and arguably top three with Kittle being hurt. So like it is what it is. That's fine. Um, I'll give you a pass on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, though, like uh, zero, zero two players. Zero. You're, you're, you have to game plan against those two. Zero. Rob Solomon, Rob Sala pulled the Doug Peterson, just didn't make any halftime adjustments or at all. So that was uh, slightly sad. Yeah, I think uh, good job on your part uh, for breaking this game. This is a, a really good prediction. Um, and now the Cardinals, uh, they're definitely trending up. Um, and then I want to talk about the Sunday night game, um, Cowboys Rams. There's not too much to really talk about here. I'll be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm Brown was splitting, but he didn't look like it too much. Uh, 18 carries, 79 yards, two TDs. That was another. He, he was a great performance by him. Ezekiel Elliott looked really well as well. Yeah, he was doing Zeke things, man. He's doing. He was. He's went back to normal. Um, Dak Prescott, what's going on? Uh, you can say that. Uh, he didn't play terribly, yeah. honestly, but they just didn't live up to Jared, the hype. Jared, like, Goff, Jared Goff just didn't get Dak Prescott, I, I'll be honest. But it's just uh, 
it's just you have the weapons he has is just crazy. That's that's mm-hmm. that's why I'm trying to say expect more. That's all. I'm saying. It, it should have been a blowout. It's not a blowout, but it shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have lost this game. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Sean McVay, man. I, I know I was questioning him earlier. I think you can check the Instagram page, but also the podcast episodes. Like I was talking about how the Rams' biggest question is whether or not McVay can do something to bring back this offense. And yeah, they only put up 20 points, but they were, you saw like the revitalization of the rushing game, like 32 carries between Cam Akers and Brown here for over 110 yards, whatever it was, setting up a good RPO, setting up good, good bootlegs for Jared Goffs, good play action passes, all of that. Like you saw the creativity with this offense, like lots of screens to Robert Woods. Robert Woods was the man, man. Like you, you just saw him every time he touches the ball, he's good for like 20 yards. It's, it's ridiculous. Just shout out to them. Uh, and also shout out. Yeah. CD lamb. Um, also, shout out to Aaron Donald, bro, um, for all the memes that we're getting about him steamrolling this offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah, that that offensive line is still pretty good. So yeah, that's a shout out to him as well. Um, and Van Jefferson looked well as well. Um, Robert Woods doing Robert Woods things. They Robert Woods and Cup basically did do the do mm-hmm. what they normally do. One of the two bound to go off, and it just so happened to be Woods this time. Uh, great performance by him. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, great defense from the Rams. I think that's the main, uh, main takeaway that I have. Yeah. And late PI call on Ramsey. Um, I think I was fine with it in the moment, man. Like, yeah. In the moment, like the ref from his anger or whatever, it's fine. And the instant replay though, you can make the argument obviously that, uh, it's not PI. Uh, oh, but, it shouldn't have been PI according to that, but like, in, like yeah, exactly. in the speed of the game, the moment, it was a good yeah, call. Exactly. I think it was, yeah, exactly. But I mean, obviously, it's you should be able to review it. I think that's that's fair. Uh, but they stopped doing that, I believe now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, um, which is, is stupid. You're just bound to make more mistakes now for PIs that shouldn't be PIs. But yeah, it is what it uh, is. Yeah, um, Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, the two Monday night games, Steelers-Giants. Uh, my main takeaway here, uh, Saquon Barkley, where were you? Uh, dude. Running the, the into run- the, the steel curtain, man. The steel curtain, <laughs> bro? What the hell? Dude, uh, the first half, Saquon Barkley had negative one yards, bro. And then to end the game, 15 carries, six yards. How is that possible? He looked good when he got the ball, though, like out he of looked- space. He looked good in the receiving end, yeah. Yeah, he, he looked really good in the receiving end. He had a 38-yard reception. I saw that play. He did really well in the receiving end. Uh, Darius Slayton, it looks like he's a wide receiver one. Danny Dimes, bro. Danny Dimes. So, quick Giants take. Um, I don't think they're a great team by any means, but this game was way closer than it should have been. And that one 19-play drive by Danny Dimes – also, that long touchdown throw to Darius Slane early. Yeah, like those that, two, very like those two job, moments yeah. really like stood out to me. Like again, he threw two picks. Like that one pass to, first of all, the one where he got hit by I think Bud Dupree and he got uh, intercepted by I want to say Stephon Toit or Cameron Hayward, one of those two. Like that is what it is. Like you want to see him let go of that pass earlier, but nineteen plays, you're bound to make a mistake. And overall, that drive was great. The uh, first interception, TJ Watt dropping into coverage, like that is also what it is. Like 
you can't expect TJ Watt, who's mostly a pass rusher, to drop into coverage. And he did that sort of as an audible as well. So, again, great play by TJ Watt, great play by the Steel Curtain. But I liked what I saw from Danny Dimes, similar to what I saw from Dwayne Haskins against my Philadelphia Eagles. Overall, um, Big Ben played a hell of a game, man. Yeah, uh, Big Ben was very impressive. Looks like his first he's back game in a year, too. Yeah, um, and I know you're gonna probably talk about like Big Ben like t- tendencies in your uh, Eagles podcast, I believe tomorrow. Uh, do you see the way he avoids the sacks and the way he uh, he throws the ball away? It, it was very impressive uh, from from what I was looking at. Uh, Benny Snell, he he was a major standout. Filled uh, in for Connor, Connor after injury. Filled in for Connor. And he's questionable to play this upcoming week. Uh, mm-hmm. Get into more of that more into that later. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, picked back to picked up uh, from where things were left off two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year he was very lack. It was a. I wouldn't blame him because the QB situation was unstable. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Deontay Johnson needs to stop dropping the ball. But otherwise, because he <laughs> he played he, decently he, like later in that game. Yeah, exactly. Third, but fourth he quarter, he was good. He just needs to stop dropping the ball. Otherwise, uh, he would have he would have led the team in receiving yards. He would have had over a hundred. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, still good from him as a rookie. It was his first game, so the second it was his second to second year. So uh, we let him go. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really it for me as well for this team. Yeah. Um, and then the last game, Titans Broncos. This game was probably the most boring game. The scoreboard. Reflects that too with the slow score. Three missed um, field goals, bro. Yeah. Um. I honestly, I think uh, Goskowski winning that winning the game was helpful. If that didn't happen, uh, I would have lost all hope. <laughs> I, <it> would, <laughs> uh, Dude, that's just a rough start, man. Like, yeah, man yeah, really I left think, New England and then forgot how to kick. I'm happy. I'm happy. Vrabel, uh is giving the guy uh, another chance because he he won the game, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean. Even if he misses all the other ones, he won the game. Uh, so they're 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 starting him week two. Yeah, they even have a guy in the practice squad. They're they're still trusting, having full trust in him. And uh, I saw his quote uh, saying, uh, "If he missed that one, he would have taken his pants off because uh, he took his shoes, he took his cleats off uh, after he missed the first three, and then uh, he would have taken his pants off if he missed that one. Um, <laughs> that would have been a sight on national television. Yeah, but um. Derek Henry, he was not very impressive, man. To 116 yards, 31 carries, that that's a lot. But I mean, I mean that's just how that offense is. It that's works, how that man. offense works. Yeah, you just have. To I think it. I saw a stat just now before we started recording. Whenever Derek Henry rushes for over 100 yards, the Titans are 14 and 0. So just get him your 100 yards, and I guess you're bound to win a slugfest. Yeah. Um. Exactly. And. uh Corey Davis back to where I thought he would be in his rookie year. Uh, 101 yards on set on eight on seven receptions. He looked like the clear wide receiver one there. Uh, AJ Over Brown, AJ Brown. Yeah, it, he looked really well. Uh, it worked really well for Corey Davis. Um, gaining separation pretty well too. Um, keep it up. Uh, AJ Brown looked decent. Uh, he needs to step it up though. Uh, yeah, I don't think he will. On the Broncos side. They we didn't talk about this because uh, we recorded the podcast early last week, but Von Miller was is out for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. um, so that was a big blow for the defense. And on the offensive side, Jerry Judy, dude, he looks nice. 
he looks really nice. Uh, he did have a drop. I saw that. Uh, yeah, on third down. But yeah, he, he, you could see his route running, man. He was so mad at himself uh, at the end. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's fine, man. He's a rookie. Rookies make mistakes. It's not a big deal. Uh, and on the rushing side, Melvin Gordon looked decent. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't is... Drew Locke played decent. But I can't – I personally decent. am not taking much away from this game. First of all, week one, like we've said – Titans, pretty good defense, man. Like, pretty good defense. But also, they lost the, – Cortland Sutton never even suited up, like I said earlier. KJ Hamler, no show. He was also hurt. So, you're losing, like, two of your top three wide receivers. And Cortland Sutton is, by far, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in that division, the AFC West. So, you lost him. And, like, that was also a game-time de- decision. I'm sure you didn't really game plan much for that. It is what it is. I've said it multiple times this podcast. Week one, Drew Locke wasn't amazing, but um, that one touchdown throw he threw to Fant was semi-impressive across the middle, whatever. Pretty decent throw there. Overall, um, snooze fest. Titans, pretty good team, pretty good defense, pretty good rushing attack. Broncos, move on to next week, man. That's all I can take. Yeah, I'm surprised. Also, you, I'm surprised you have Cortland Sutton as your best receiver in that uh, division. I was expecting like uh, maybe yeah. like I was thinking like uh, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill. Keenan Hill's the best w- route runner. I would, I'd personally rank it personally. Um, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, then Tyreek Hill for the top three. Yeah, yeah. I think Hill's Hill obviously is going to perform the best out of all three. But that numbers mean, wise, but th- that's just, yeah. He, but I think that's that's just because he gets the ball. Is he has Mahomes, right? I think if Mahomes had those two, he they'd perform just as well, if not better. So, yeah, uh, I think we covered all the games uh, for this upcoming week, for this uh, this past week, lots that happened, and uh, now we'll get into our uh, top ten teams uh, and our power rankings. Uh, Arib, you can go first, or do you want me to go first? Um. Sure, we can just go. Do you want to go by team by team? Like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go one by one. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll um, go one by one. So one, I have the Chiefs. What do you have? I, do. I have also have the Chiefs at one and zero. Um, we don't have to talk about that much. Just great offense, pretty good defense. Two for the Ravens. Yep, I have the Ravens as well. Okay. Uh, also three, I have the Saints. Yep, I also have the Saints as well. Um, okay. Top three from- so far, so good. Okay, from here, from f- three down, I can see a lot of differences. Quickly hitting on the Ravens, like you said, one of the best defenses, Lamar Jackson, only really improving as a passer. And for the Saints, I mean, they're doing Saints things, man. They beat the Bucks, who well, I thought would go into New Orleans and win. Um, number four, I have Seattle. Yep, I do too. Um, okay. And it's because it's, I, I do – I would have the, the Niners, but they, they lost. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the Seattle Seahawks look like the best team in that division week one. Uh, yeah, great performance by Russell Wilson. Beat up the Falcons, right. man. Right now is definitely the MVP favorite uh, for sure. So, yeah, great performance by him. Number five, I have the Packers. This is interesting. So, the Packers win was impressive. I'm going to give the nod to the Steelers. And it's because – okay. I think, I think what they did with Benny Snell was quite impressive as well. And I think shutting down 
a dynamic running back like Saquon Barkley like that, that's that's scary, bro. That's like that's beyond scary. Can you imagine like if the Steelers played like the Titans, dude? Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry would be like a non factor, and and he yeah. was almost a non factor there in the in the in the Broncos game. They had to run thirty one times for him to get a hundred yards. Are you serious? That's like that's pretty trash, bro. That's like three yards per carry, roughly. And it, that's what I'm saying. I think uh, the Steelers Steelers look really impressive to me. That's I that's why I have them at five. And I have okay. five. So I mean, it's not a major difference for me. So at six, uh, I have the Niners. Ooh, I have the Niners at seven. And, and you said you had the Steelers. That, uh, you had the Packers at six. Yeah, I have the Packers at six. You can hit on the Packers if you'd like. Yeah, uh, the Packers. I mean, you had the Packers at five. Uh, you, I, I have the Packers at six. Aaron Rodgers. You, he arguably, him and Wilson had the best, uh, best performances on Sunday by uh, far. By mm-hmm. far, uh, defense looked pretty solid as well. I mean, um, that Vikings game, bro, wasn't really close. Like they just started scoring a bunch of garbage time points. Honestly. Like yeah. that defense, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, even Rashawn Gary, their first round pick from last year, they were balling out. Jerry Alexander had a safety. Like, just that defense was clicking, and they just a lot of ton of a ton of garbage time points. And the offense was also clicking, and that's a worrisome combo to even a team like the Saints in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, my my uh, yeah my six is Green Bay. My seven is uh the Niners you have the your seven being you yeah, have, you so my six was the Niners and my seven was the Steelers and you gave the edge to the Steelers by two spots because of their run defense I just want to see them replicate it because like like I said they're a great team but it's the Giants O-line so like yeah. I will give the benefit of the doubt slightly there to the Giants O-line just being that bad for the Niners, I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, they're losing a ton of offensive weapons, and I I don't think I I don't think losing to a team like the Cardinals is like a big knockdown because, yeah, I had them winning I think nine games fighting for that final wild card spot, but this is a good Cardinals team, and I'm just gonna give the benefit to the Niners until they prove that they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, uh, I only have the Niners one spot uh, below you. Uh, and I'm really high on the Niners, too. I had them as the best team in that division coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll change yet. I'm honestly now undecided. Uh, but, yeah, I think even if it's not changing, I think it's still going to be a close division. But, yeah, um, great game by uh, by the Cardinals there. And uh, the Niners definitely have some work to do. Um, but yeah, I have them at seven. Uh, my eighth team I, is definitely going to be the Buffalo Bills. Okay, um, Sam. Yeah, B- Buffalo Bills. Um, Josh Allen played really well, and uh, I think that's all I can really say really there. And that defense. Uh, that defense yeah. just smothers everything, similar to the Steel Curtain almost. Yeah, exactly. And um, nine, nine for me is interesting. So I can go multiple ways here. My nine will be my nine's gonna be um you'll be shocked with this pick actually. Okay, who? My nine's gonna be uh the Cardinals. Oh, okay. I had 
I had the Cardinals written down as a fighter for my 10th spot, but I probably ranked them around like 14 right now or 12. And it's because this win is damn impressive, bro. This win was really, really impressive. I think they were a top, like, they were, I think they're a, it's just the way that Hopkins played, I didn't expect the instant click, bro. That's, that's, that's the main mm-hmm. thing. I, I thought it would take a couple of weeks for everything to start to go back to normal. But, bro, when you're playing against Richard Sherman and putting the, that type of numbers, like, that's, that's, that's scary, man. And Kyler Murray was unstoppable on the run on the running game. Um, Drake looked Drake did well. Uh, that defense was did their job for the most part. I mean, obviously Kittle mm-hmm. was hurt, but I think uh, that guy. I think the most underrated defensive player in the league is definitely uh, Chandler Jones. Man, uh, he he was a monster too. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing what the Cardinals can do. And I have them this high because this win is very, very impressive for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, for me, my number nine spot, I'm the Bucks, And just early on, I liked what I saw from the offense. I liked what I saw from the defense. And I just think the Saints took over, man. Tom Brady didn't have his best game. But I just don't see this team not being a top 10 team. Like, I just see the talent everywhere. And, yeah, I get, I get that they lost. I think I had them as my eighth best team somewhere around there. So they did drop down one spot. But I do believe that they're still a great team. Do you have the Bucks on your top ten list? I'm guessing if you do, it's at number ten. Uh, I do not have the Bucks on my top okay. ten. I do not. Uh, and, obviously, I'm, it's a bit of an over-exaggeration. But, I mean, uh, like it's, it is only week one. So obviously this power rankings is going to change over time, but mm. uh, my ten spot I have uh, I have the Vikings at my ten spot. Um, okay, interesting. They're my they're my second own one team, uh, and this is because like they had they they were against a tough Packers team uh, week one, and it's still going to be a problem to stop them. And I I'm still really high on them. I still think they could have a shot a shot at winning this division. Uh, the corners are definitely a weakness, though, that I have for the Vikings. Um, but their offense still has all the potential in the world. Madison looked really good today, uh, good on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook looked good. Uh, Adam Thielen killed it. Um, expe- expecting a lot from Justin Jefferson as well. Yeah, um, he didn't play Ola that well. But, uh, but I, and those guys did not, like, play extremely well. But I expect uh, – I expect Kirk Cousins, once we start getting him slander like midway through the season, he's going to start going on a roll. So maybe mm-hmm. they're not there yet. But uh, right now I'll stick to that as my 10th pick. Okay. And my 10th pick is this uh, – I almost said the Steelers. The Titans. And I know it's not a flashy pick, but like I said, with their Derrick Henry stat, 14-0 when he rushes for 100 yards. Like they're built to run the ball. They're built to win these like low scoring, like close games, like 21 to 24, 16 to 14, as we saw this week. They're just built for that, those type of games. And I just like what I see from there. Like, I can't really like fault them for being, they're not a flashy team. I don't think they're going to score a ton of points, but they just get their job done. So I will give the edge there to them. 
Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, I have the Titans relatively close. Uh, but yeah. Um, so just to go for our list again, just to skim yeah. over. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I had the Chiefs. We both had the Chiefs, Ravens, Saints, and Seahawks at four. I had the Packers at five. You have the Steelers at five, I believe. Yep. I have the Niners at six. You have the Packers at six, right? Yep. Um, I have the Steelers at seven, and you have, I believe, at seven, the Pack. No, the Niners, correct? Uh, yeah. We both had the Bills at eight, nine. You have the Cardinals. I have the Bucks at nine, and at ten, Titans. You have the Vikings. Yep. Pretty good top ten. We'll do this every week, and um, we'll see how this just changes. Outside, just outside the top ten for me, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't need to mention it, but uh, I have uh, the Rams outside, just outside Titans, and I have the uh, the um, the Pats. Those are my three teams outside. Just um, outside, they're all really close to me. Off the Not top of my head, I have the Vikings, the Cardinals. And I believe I also have the Pats. Yeah, those are my those are those teams are just outside. It's very very close from nine to the rest of us into those middle teams. We have another week of football, man. Um, anything else you want to say before you head out? Uh, nothing. Nothing else, man. Uh, just had blessed to have another week of football going on, like you said. Uh, just gotta take it one week at a time. Make sure these COVID cases don't keep increasing. Uh, get back to sport that we all love and uh, yeah can't wait uh, for week two yeah um, same thing as Amal said just truly blessed to be watching football right now really is going to help get through the first semester of school um, as it always does anyway that is it for me thank you for listening to the Food Fucker NFL podcast um, like I said earlier check out the Instagram Twitter all that fun stuff Get the podcast a review, because why not? And thank you for listening. Peace out.